You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Well, come with me in your Bibles to Second uh, Kings chapter two. The title of my message tonight is simple. Just it's called "Crossing Over." Crossing over. We're about to cross the threshold. We're about to depart from 2021 and enter into 2022. And being 54, uh, <laughs> I like you. Uh, trust me. Oh, dear Jesus. Anyway, uh, I, I've noticed a little bit of a recurring pattern that quite often, especially in the early days, I had high hopes, high expectations. I had wonderful aspirations about the new year. And I, I even made some inner vows. Like there are things that I ain't. I tell you what, 20, this next year, I'm not, I'm not going to let, only to find that I wasn't in the new year a week. And all the old kind of snuck in with me. It was like I was sailing on a ship and had all, the, all this baggage that was kind of stowed away. The, probably the biggest lesson I've learned is that wherever I go, there I go. Wherever I go, there I am. I found, ah. Oh. I tell you the craziest thing. If, if, if you get your phone, even worse than the devil, you get your phone, you click on that little camera thing down here. The person who can mess my life up the most, you go to, and you click that little button down there. Oh, God. Yeah. That's, that's the guy. I'm looking at him right there. Charles is saying, yeah, that's it. Well, hang on, there's yours. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a sobering thing. That's why, that's why the prophet Michael Jackson said, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Asking if, he, if he'll make a change. Sometimes we want other people to change and we want other things to change. But can I tell you, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit's working on you. He's working on you. A uh, few years ago, a few years ago, there was a uh, there was a thing that kind of swept through California, kind of around America, and even went around the world. They tried to tell me it came from Australia. I'd never heard of it, Kerry, in Australia. It was a thing called the Secret. I remember, I remember, I was sitting in uh, in a in a restaurant. I was going to speak at one of our first youth nights, and and uh, it was champagne. I love the champagne bakery. They had this amazing. Um, chicken with French fries. And so I've got chicken and French fries. I'm just happy. I'm just in a happy place. I'm going to be preaching in an hour. I've got chicken. I've got French fries. And you know, I've got my Bible. And I'm running. And a guy is kind of sitting at another table. And he says, you know, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm eating and writing a message. He goes, are you a speaker? I said, yeah. He goes, so am I. I'm like, cool. What are you speaking on? I thought, oh, I just got to shut him up. I said, Jesus. That normally, that normally, he goes, he goes, oh, have you ever heard of the secret? I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's a secret. <laughs> He's like, I'll tell you about it. I'm like, I don't want to get you in trouble. If, if it's a secret, you probably should keep a secret. Otherwise, no one's going to tell you any of their secrets anymore. If you go around telling people secrets, hey, you're a complete stranger. You want to know a secret? It's like that's somehow I don't think you're that trustworthy. Anyway, and so anyway, so besides all that, long story short, the, 
the secret was all about this thing called the law of attraction. The law of attraction. And basically, it went like this, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that you, you simply ask the universe for what you want. And then the universe will give it to you. You know, universe, I want, I want, you know, success. And the universe goes, success is coming your way. <laughs> you say, universe, I, 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 I want a new house. And the universe says, a new house is coming. And they even say, they even say that when you ask, you, you got to ask, uh, you know, with positive. You got to, you know, you can't ask, you can't ask for anything negative. So you can't say, you know, universe, I don't want cancer. Because the universe, while it's brilliant and very benevolent, not that intelligent, apparently. Because if you say, I don't want cancer, the universe goes, did, 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 did someone say cancer? I distinctly heard that with you. Okay, buddy, here it is. Pass it on to your children. It's like, you know, and so, so this, no, I'm telling you the truth. This is what, this is what, this is what these people believe. And the, the people peddling this stuff, anything but the gospel. They always try and take, now listen, let me just tell you, let me tell you. There really is a divine law called the law of attraction. There, there really is. And it's all the way through the Bible. But the law of attraction isn't that, uh, you know, you get whatever you desire or that you get whatever you ask the universe. That's not how it works. The way that the law of attraction works is you don't attract to you what you want. You attract to you who you are. You don't attract to you who you want. You attract to you who you are. That's why there's a saying, birds of a feather. Jacob, his name, heel grabber, was a liar, was deceptive, was a swindler. And so when the swindling in his own home put him in a precarious position where his own brother was plotting on killing him, Mama, Rebecca, intervenes and has to send him away. Send him away to get a job with his relative, only to find that when he gets to Uncle Laban, Uncle Laban is twice the swindler that Jacob is. He works for seven years for no wage, no money, no salary, no, no money in the bank, for seven years, he works for, for Laban's daughter, Rachel. And at the end of the seven years, when it was time, when, when he fulfilled his hours, when he fulfilled the years, Laban says, all right, all right, all right. Go into the tent, turn the lights out, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring her in. And so he, you know, he's, he's seven years, so you can't blame him. Seven years. And instead... Instead of getting Rachel, now the Bible says that, that Jacob loved Rachel. The Bible says that Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. In form and appearance. She was beautiful. And then it says about Leah, her sister, her older sister. It says, but, but Leah had delicate eyes. God is always positive. God is always positive. God is always, he's always going to find the silver lining in the cloud. He's always going to find cup half full. And the best that they can come out with, with Leah is she's got.
delicate eyes. Now, I'm not sure if delicate eyes means that if you shine a bright light, she blinks a lot or, or whether, you know, one eye got stuck and, you know, I'm not sure if, you know, if that what. But anyway, anyway, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, Jacob wasn't kind of into delicate eyes. He was into beautiful informant appearance. So he's working for seven years for beautiful informant appearance. But on his wedding night, with the lights out in his tent, Laban leaves Rachel and goes and gets Leah and brings Leah. The next morning, Jacob wakes up. And there's, 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 you know, there's Leah. Jacob, if you follow the story, and we don't have time, it's not even in my notes, but if you follow the story, if you follow the story, it goes from one ripoff to another, one level of deceit to another until, until he comes to a place where the Bible says he's wrestling with a man. He doesn't realize it's not a man, it's the angel of the Lord. And, and the angel of the Lord says to him, let me go for the day breaks. He says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Everything I have in my life, I've taken by fraud. Everything I have, I've taken by deceit. I've had to fight. I've had to steal. I've had to cheat. I've had to climb my way up, crawl my way up. I just want, I just want to break free of this. I want blessing. And the angel says to him, what is your name? The last time that question was asked was from his dying father in a bed that he never, he never amended. He never got right. He never reconciled where he went into his dying daddy and, and deceived his daddy, pretending he was his brother Esau. And, when, and the Bible says that Isaac's eyes were so dim that he could hardly see. And he says, come closer, my son. Who are you? He says, I am Esau. He says, the voice is Jacob. But he had clothed himself in his brother's clothes and he'd gone in with a, with a stew that he knew his father would like and he, used, he overwhelmed his father's senses to deceive him to get the blessing of the, the firstborn while his brother was out in the marketplace, out in the field, hunting legitimately to bring his father his favorite food so his father could bless him. And so the angel goes back to that point and he says, what is your name? And he says, my name is Jacob. My name is Yaakov. My name is Heel Grabber. And the angel of the Lord does what only God can do. Now listen to me. For the last decade, you would have seen, heard, experienced the grace gospel. And 100%, we believe that you are saved by grace. It is not by works. It is not by door knocking. It is not by riding a bike with a badge. It is not by doing a missions trip for two years. It is, you are not saved by works. You are saved by grace. However, however, the grace of God flows toward repentance. An unrepentant heart will find no grace. But wherever you are repentant, grace will flow. The Bible says where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. But what activates that flow of grace is my repentance. I cannot be delivered from something I'm unwilling to repent of. (laughs) 
So Jacob says, my name is Yaakov. And God says, because of your honesty, he says, no longer shall your name be Yaakov. From now on, your name will be Israel. From now on, your name will literally mean prince with God. Prince with God. You know what a prince has to do to inherit? Just, just keep living. Just keep breathing. A prince is the son of a king. That an heir of the throne. God says, from now on, rather than strive, rather than stress, God brings a transformation. We're about to cross over into 2021. Can I just tell you 20, sorry, 2022, excuse me. We're about to leave 2021 and cross over into 2022. But here's the thing. You're going to cross over. And, and the word of the Lord to you tonight, in just these few moments that I have with you, I, I want to let the Holy Spirit do a work tonight. Because as you cross over, the biggest thing you've got to understand is that Christianity is unlike every other religion. Every other religion is powerless. What do I mean by that? I mean that, that it, it will require an external conformity. You can tell if tonight I, I converted to Hare Krishna by the, what I was wearing. You could tell tonight if I converted, converted to Islam by what I'm wearing. You could, you could tell by my dress tonight if I'd converted to Hinduism or Buddhism by what I'm wearing. But you can't tell from the external clothing, the external garments, whether somebody is born again, whether a Christian. But the Bible says that someone who was born again, the fruit of their life, the change of their heart. The reason the, reason the Bible says you must be born again is because God loves you too much to just cover your sins with fig leaves. Adam and Eve tried that. It didn't work. So instead, what God does is He comes and into the very, very core of your heart. When you receive Jesus, Jesus comes in and from your innermost core, He begins to bring a transformation. So that the law of attraction begins to shift where, where I used to attract to myself things that I didn't like about myself, but I kept attracting them. That's why people can grow up in a place where they had an abusive upbringing. And then they marry the same abuse that they had. And then that breaks and they get again and, and they're on repeat cycle and they can't figure out why. It's because you've got to let Christ heal and deal with the issues of your heart because you keep attracting not what you want, but who you are. That's why when you, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things become new. Let me tell you, the devil is a liar. He wants, he wants to be a stowaway on your life vessel, on your ship, on your boat, sailing into 2022 to bring more of the pain, more of the shame, more of the misery, more of the stumble, more of the transgression, more of the, he wants to bring more. Determine tonight, I'm cutting you off, devil. Tonight, Devil, it is game over. I'm crossing over without you. Get out of my boat. Get out of my house. Get out of my life. You know, kick him, make him walk the plank with, and feed him to the sharks. Do whatever you got to do, but don't take him with you in your 2022. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Awesome. All right, well, quickly, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1 says, And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. 
Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elijah and said to him, do you not know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? (laughs) He says, yes, I know, shut up. Then verse four, then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered, yes, I know, keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up and he struck the water and it was divided this way and that so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elijah, ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? And Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said to him, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire, separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried out, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them into pieces. If you're going to underline a, underline a Bible verse, verse 12. So he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them into pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah. I want you to notice the sequence. He didn't take up the mantle and then tear up his clothes. He tore up his clothes and then he took up the mantle that had fallen from him, went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and he struck the water and he said, where is the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, it was divided this way and that and Elisha crossed over. Now when the sons of the prophets, the little smarty pantsers, now when they saw that the, the water's part, who were from Jericho, when they saw this, they said the spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha and, uh, and they came and they bowed to the ground before him. Then they said, look, now there are 50 of us. Let us go and search for him, maybe. And it's a mess of a story. But anyway, good story. Can I just tell you tonight, you're Elisha. You are Elisha. And I've got four quick thoughts. The first one is uh, the first place and each place has a meaning. We're going to cross over into 2022. And I want you to know that God wants you to cross over into 2022 with a brand new mantle. But for you to pick up that mantle, for you to go to the next level. See, see, uh, the Bible teaches us that, that life arrives in stages. Life arrives in stages. It's experienced in seasons. It's lived on levels, but it's defined by dimensions. Our life is defined by dimensions. May I suggest to you that the Spirit of God is a, is a dimension transforming God. He, he supersedes every dimension. He, 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 he can calm the seas. He can speak to the wind and they obey Him. The heavens 
of the handiwork. He spoke the stars into being. God operates in multi-dimensions. John, the Apostle John, heard a sound and there behind him was the voice of the Son of God, the resurrected Jesus, walking amongst the seven golden lampstands, having the seven stars of God in his right hand. And he begins to, to see things happening on the earth. And then in chapter 4 of Revelation, the same voice says, Come up here, for I must show you things that will soon take place after this. He says, Immediately I was caught up into the heavenly realm. He was caught up into a different dimension. I don't know about you, but, but I, I want to be very, very certain. And the people that got baptized tonight were making a decision. I don't want to take more of the same into a brand new year. I'm going to go into 2022, but I'm going to go in with God. I'm going to, I'm going to have a John the Baptist testimony that I must decrease it so that he may increase because I want to see more of Christ. I want to see more of power. I want to see more of faith. I want to see more miracles. I want to see more breakthrough. I want to see more of what God has. So tonight, let's, let's do some rending of our garments and let's do some picking up of mantles. Amen. So the first place they were at, there was a place called Gilgal. Gilgal is very, very interesting. I would encourage you, if you can, go on to our, uh, our app and our, our website and listen to the message I preached on Sunday, specifically on Joshua chapter 5 on Gilgal. Gilgal was the place where... Joshua, after just crossing the Jordan, had camped and God says, go no further. And Joshua's like, well, from here I can see Jericho. We're ready. Forty years ago, about 1.8 million of us came out of Egypt. Now we're two and a half times that size. We're almost five million. Man, we can take Jericho. And God says, no, you can't. Because the men that came out of Egypt were circumcised. But all of them men died in the wilderness. Moses didn't want to bother with a difficult conversation. Moses didn't want to bother dealing with the private, personal, intimate, painful things in people's lives. And you need to understand, Joshua, that I brought you out of Egypt because of my covenant with you. And that covenant is symbolized in circumcision. The Old Testament was one of circumcision. On the eighth day, the male child was, was dedicated to the Lord and circumcised to show a distinction between the, the Jewish race or the, the Israelites and the rest of the world. And he says, if you think that you can begin this with the arm of God and then secure your future with the arm of man, you're a fool. So he says, circumcise all the men because they weren't circumcised. So Joshua circumcised the men. The Bible says, and when they were healed, then they went to Jericho. And you know what happened at Jericho? Impregnable walls, impossible situation. They didn't have to strike the wall. They didn't have to hit the wall. They didn't have to shoot cannons at the wall. All they had to do was shout praise to God. And the walls come down because they had reconnected. They had reestablished the covenant. I don't know about you, but I want to cross into 2022 just having a look, taking inventory of my life. What areas of my life are out of alignment? with the will of God, with the purpose of God, with the covenants of God, with the word of God. I want to get back into alignment. 
There is some stuff that you got to cut off. There is some, maybe there's some things in your life that are personal, that are private, that are intimate, that you need to deal with. Maybe there's some stuff on your computer. Maybe there's some stuff on your hard drive. Maybe there's some stuff in your mind. Maybe there's some stuff in your heart. I don't know about you, but I ain't taking any stowaways into 2022. I'm going to rip some stuff in half tonight. I'm picking up a brand new mantle tonight. 2022 can be the greatest year of your life thus far on the planet. But what I've realized is I've got to make sure that God is in the center of it. Somebody say amen. The Bible says about Gilgal, God, and the reason it was called Gilgal, Gilgal, one of the translations is circuit, but another translation means rolled away. And he says, because it was at Gilgal, the Lord said to Joshua, today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt. The first place here, they're at Gilgal, which means rolled away the reproach of Egypt. One of the greatest lies of the devil is that, yeah, yeah, you're going to that awakened church. Yeah, 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 you got water baptized. But don't, I still know who you, you still have the same human, you still have the same thoughts, the same struggles that God at Gilgal says, oh, no, 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 today I've rolled away the reproach of Egypt, when you were slaves of sin, when you were slaves of Pharaoh, when for, for 400 years, I'm rolling away your past. I'm rolling away the slavery. I'm rolling away the reproach. I'm rolling away the transgression. I'm rolling away the shame. I don't know about you, but thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God for His death on the cross. Thank God for the opportunity to go through the waters of baptism where God can roll away. the. Don't take shame. Don't take guilt. Don't take the lies of the devil, roll them away. Somebody say amen. The next one was Bethel. Bethel means the house of God. The house of God. Probably the saddest question I get asked usually follows a, a statement of pastor. We, we're moving to, or we just moved to, and then fill in the blank. And then the saddest question I get asked is, you don't have any good churches in this area, do you? Can I tell you, don't let, don't let your geography eclipse kingdom reality. Put the house of God first. Psalm 92 verse 13 says, Blessed are those who are planted in the house of the Lord. They shall flourish. They shall bring forth their fruit in season. Their leaves shall not wither. Everything they do shall prosper. You build your life around being planted in the house of God. Plant yourself in the house of God. They went to Bethel, the house of God. Put the house of God central. The next place they came to was Jericho. When they got to Jericho, Jericho means place of fragrance. Place of fragrance. You will find that if you allow God to deal with your Gilgal, cut off, roll away some of the old, plant yourself in the house of God. Man, I like the way my life is smelling. It's coming up roses in here. You'll find that your life will have a fragrance that other people will look and say, my God, you look different. You smell different. Everything is different. What is it? It's because you've allowed Gilgal and then Bethel. But now you're in Jericho. Now, what we do know of Jericho was Jericho was the place of walls. It was the place of giant. It was the first city that they came to. It looked impossible. Can I just tell you, God wants you to take down some impossible things. 
what the devil told you wasn't possible in 2020 and 2021, 2022, you're going to see the impossible things come down. But how many people know, how many people know when they came to those walls, those walls, they, they didn't come down because of Joshua's strength. They didn't come down because of Joshua's brilliant, you know, strategy or, or technology or industry. Those walls came down supernaturally. So when I read that supernaturally, I think of Elisha picking up the mantle of Elijah. He says, I want a double portion of the anointing that is on you. May I say to you tonight that there's, there's an anointing on this house that, that, that Leanne and I don't want to keep to ourselves. That there's, an, there's a power, a supernatural power that is available to each and every. If you call this house your house, that mantle is available to you. God is no respecter of persons. If He will bless Leanne and I, He will bless you. If He will bless Colin and Melissa, He will bless you. If He will bless John and Becky Lynn, He will bless you. you God is no respect. The, the mantle is there. You don't need to envy. So, well, I can't believe the pastor. You don't need to envy. Because God, if God will do it for them, He'll do it for you. But listen, if you're not willing to do what they do, there's a lot of people, a lot of people get their nose out of joint when they see Kenny in his harvest. So they say, oh, here goes Kenny with his harvest. And look at him. He's married to beautiful Ashley. And they got hey, beautiful Kenny. He's driving a big fat car. And, and we, we can get all indignant with Kenny Robbins when he's in his harvest. But were you there when he was sowing in tears? Were you there when the Holy Ghost spoke to them at Vision Builders and said that number, double it? And he's like, my God, how are we going to do that? God, we, we judge people by their harvest rather than actually. If you're not willing to do what someone, you got no right. you got no business judging them. So at Jericho, you know what happened at Jericho? Achan, the sin of Achan. God says, because Jericho is the first city, you're not to take not even a sandal strap. Every, the whole city is, is destined for destruction. The whole city, you to give it to me. Every sheep, every oxen, every donkey, every animal, everything. The silver, the gold, everything is mine. It's the tithe. It's the first. The first belongs to me. But the Bible says there was a man called Achan who took some of the best stuff and he ran and he hid it under his tent and thought no one can find it. So then the next, the next town they went to was a town called Ai. And as they're going out to Ai, the captain says, hey, listen, <laughs> piece of cake compared to Jericho. How many men you got? And he's like, oh man, we got like 30,000. 30, oh my gosh, get rid of them. You, you probably only need 3,000 max. It's a tiny little. And the Bible says when they went out to fight Ai, they got absolutely humiliated. They got defeated. And about 170 men died that day. And Joshua tore his clothes and said to God, God, what the... When people, when the nations find out that we fled from this tiny little town, they'll surround us and wipe us off the map. Where were you? And God says, I was here. He says, but somebody took from the accursed. Somebody took what belonged to me, did not honor me. So I found that Jericho is, I want to make sure that I cross into 2022 with the power of God. When Elijah, Elisha struck the, the, the Jordan, it parted because of 
It wasn't about the material of the mantle, it was the anointing. When we came to San Diego, everybody told us what wasn't possible. They said, there's no, there's no zoning for churches in San Diego. They told us, just, just be used to just renting hotels and renting schools and, you know, oh, oh you want to be multi-site. Well, that's a little audacious, but, you know, just give up owning. But I didn't cross over with the arm of man. I crossed over operating, honouring God. But from the very, very first Sunday, we've always given 10%. We give about 20, a little over 20% away because I can't ask you to tithe if we don't. And we have seen in 16 years, and you ask Pastor Connolly, he's on, he's on the board. Unprecedented, unprecedented. The miracles every year. I, I, I don't have time to go into it, but all I know is you don't want to cross into 2022 without the power of God. But, but Jericho, they come to Jericho because Jericho was put the right things right. Understand that the first belongs to God. Pastor Becky said it's so brilliant. The tithe is honoring the Lord. It's, it's the first. Pastor Charles says, if you will honor God with, with the first, He'll take care of the 90. Here's what I've discovered. I've discovered that the 90 under the blessing, 90% of my income under the hand, under the blessing of God, goes so much further than 100% under a curse. Just so you know, God cursed the ground. So, you can hold on to 100% and find, man, I can't under... Many years ago, one, one of our board members, an old, older man, beautiful white hair, got some wisdom, said to me, Pastor, Pastor, I don't know anybody who doesn't tithe who can't afford to. And I don't know anybody who tithes who seems to be able to afford to. And I said, oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what are you saying? Should I lighten up? He said, no, Pastor, you don't, don't, don't hear me. I don't know one person who ain't tithing and they can't afford to tithe. I don't know one person who tithes and they can afford it. I'm like, I know, I know, don't rub it in. You know, like I've got to, I can't, you know. He's like, no, no, Pastor, you're not hearing me. He's like, I don't know one person, they're withholding from God and they ain't got enough. I don't know one person, they're putting God first and they got more than enough. Because when you have 100% working against a curse, the curse, the curse of God on the earth is greater than your human innovation. Oh, you don't understand, man. I'm an innovator. I'm an entrepreneurial kind of guy. Well, that's awesome. But I'm telling you, you are working against a curse and eventually it'll wear you out. You can't entrepreneur your way. You can't innovate your way. But I'm telling you, this is what I know. People that ain't entrepreneurial or ain't innovative, but they just honor the Lord with the first fruits of all their increase and they find themselves flourishing they find themselves increasing because when you bring the first tenth to God he will bless and multiply the 90 it's just a kingdom principle get things right make 2022 the greatest year of your life and then the last one they come to the Jordan the Jordan is very interesting because for the last 40 years Israel came to the Jordan and then they went back for 40 years they came up the, the, the Jordan was, was a demarcation. The Jordan was, was a line. It was a, a limit. It was a boundary. It, it was a place they'd been to but never through. It had been a, been a place where they stood on this side but they'd never crossed over. Can I just tell you, 2022, 
you're going to cross over into things that you've seen, you've hoped, but you've never experienced. If you're single, 2022 is your year. If, if you've been given a diagnosis of bad health, 2022, healing is coming your way. God is going to reverse. God is going to reverse. God is going to reverse. If you are told, <clears throat> if you want to buy a home, you've got to move out. You've got to, you've got to go to Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. <clears throat> Ruprecht. He just loves those wide open spaces. If you, you don't need to move to Oklahoma. God can do a miracle right here in San Diego every single week. Every single week we hear it. Every single week we see it. Come on, why don't you stand to your feet? Let me pray for you. Lift your hands high to heaven. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for a mantle. Thank you for a mantle. Thank you for a mantle that is falling. A mantle that is falling. A mantle that is falling. Why don't you just, just take a moment. What, what things do you need to rend tonight? What things do you need to tear in half? Now listen, the clothes that Elisha was wearing, whenever you see clothing in the Bible, it speaks of identity. There's a guy in the Bible called Blind Bartimaeus. It's, it's, it's a very, very sad thing that the Bible introduced him as Blind Bartimaeus. The word Bartimaeus means the son of Timaeus. So literally it introduces him as the blind son of Timaeus. In other words... His daddy, when he found out his boy was born blind, didn't bother to name him because he thought, what's the point? He's handicapped, he's crippled, he's blind. He'll just have to beg his whole life. But as Jesus was walking by, the Bible says, blind Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus. And he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. People tried to silence him, but he cried out all the more, Son of David! Jesus stopped, commanded him to be called. The Bible says when blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was calling him, arising, watch this, the Bible says, and throwing aside. If I can get it off. Uh, that's too much Christmas food right there. The Bible says, throwing aside his garment, he came to Jesus. He arose and threw aside his garment and came to Jesus. Why would he throw aside his garment? Because the garment that he was wearing was a government issued, government registered permission to beg on the good side of the street. It was the way that they had a welfare program set up that, that you could give to him because he was registered. He was approved by the, don't give to the guys across the street. Those beggars, oh, they're not government certified. But these beggars, they're governments. Come on, how many people know that the best the world can do is certify your victimhood? The best the world can do is give you an excuse, give you a certificate of why it's all right for you to fail, to struggle, to beg, to have no vision. He's like, I don't want, I don't want to be. And so he threw aside his garment. 
I want you to tonight throw aside your garment. The Bible says he leaves that encounter seeing, rejoicing. He leaves with vision. What compromises, what what things are you wearing tonight that, that have robbed you of vision, that have justified a coexistence or a mediocrity? Throw it aside tonight. Throw it aside. Father, right now through this building, through this house, we rend garments, rend garments of compromise. Rend it tonight. There's no sin, there's no transgression that is worse your destiny. The Bible says the, 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 the pleasure of sin is fleeting. It's there for a moment. The Bible tells us a story of Esau where he was famished, he was hungry and he traded his birthright for a bowl of lentil stew and afterwards, after he'd eaten, after he'd indulged and realized it didn't satisfy, it didn't fill, he came begging with tears but he couldn't get it back. He'd given it away. Father, tonight, Lord God, right through this building, right through this house, we rend into, we rend into, we rend into. Now lift your right hand in the air. Say these words, say, Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight that there is a mantle on this house. I declare tonight that that mantle is supernatural. I declare as a son or daughter of this house, that I can pick it up. Tonight I choose to pick it up. And I say to you, where is the God of Elijah? Let 2022 be a year of the extraordinary, the supernatural, the abundant, the overflow. I declare healing is my portion. Breakthrough is my portion. Salvation, deliverance is my portion. Prosperity, blessing is my portion. Now I want you to get a little bit indignant. I want you to say these words. Keep your right hand up. Say these words real strong. Say, devil, I declare to you, get out of my boat. You're not crossing over. You're not coming with me. I renounce every hold that you have over my mind, over my body, over my spirit, over my belief systems. And I declare they are severed permanently by the blood of Jesus. I'm crossing over with the Holy Ghost. I'm crossing over with the, the heavenly host. I'm crossing over with a new mantle, with the power of God. Heavenly Father, show up. Here I am, your servant in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. 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 Now, real quick, I'm already over time and I'm already getting this love from the people and Colin's doing this. Just never good. But just, if you've got sickness in your body, just lift a hand. I just feel a, a real strong anointing. Someone who's around you with their hand up, I want you to put your hand on their shoulder. Father, we speak to sickness. I speak to every illness. In fact, here's the word of the Lord. I speak to every diagnosis that you've been given. And I speak over the top of that word. Come out of alignment and come into alignment with this word. That by His stripes you were healed. I speak over Abel's rest. I speak to the bones in that rest. Doctors wanting to surgically shorten. Father, I declare right now relief comes. 
things are righted in Jesus' name. I speak to any terminal illness and I terminate terminal in Jesus' name. I speak life and health and well-being into every cell in their body. I speak reverse to to degenerative diseases. I declare they reverse tonight. There's somebody here with a respiratory illness. I speak into that respiratory illness and I declare the lungs open up, the airways open up. I declare a reverse to that. Somebody else with with degenerative uh, vision going blind, I speak not only a halt to that, but a reversing. I speak a recovery. The Bible says they shall lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. They will recover. They will recover. They will recover. Somebody, you had a, a, a back, you're carrying a back injury that gives you migraines. It's from a car accident. And I see just the power of God coming right now. You'll feel a heat going right through your back. That's the power of God healing you. I feel somebody else's knees. It's it's uh, it's like the cartilage is worn and they told you you might have to. But I, I, right now, I see God doing a creative miracle putting cartilage wet back in there it's not going to be bone on bone anymore god can do it god can do it god is doing it now god is doing it now father thank you for a release of a release of healing a flow of healing there's a a mantle of healing on this house all those who are believing god for a home 2022 and if you've got your hand up if you're believing god for a spouse in 2022 just go ahead because i don't want to embarrass anybody but homes and spouses god's good at both of them First thing God said wasn't good was for, for Adam to be alone. And how many people know if you have a spouse, it's great to have a home as well. You don't have to limit. You don't have to ask God for little things or one thing. You can do all things. Father, we thank you right now. Lord God, the 2022, 2022, we thank you for houses and we thank you for spouses. Houses and spouses. Houses and spouses. Houses and spouses. Houses and spouses. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. All right, look, look this way. Look this way. Uh, I rarely ever, I, I know we do a relationship series, but if I, if I was to say anything, the Bible says this, is he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Oh, that's really interesting. He who finds a wife. Normally if you find a wife, it means she's already married. However, the inference in the scripture isn't that you're finding somebody else's wife. You're finding your own. Notice it doesn't say he who finds a little floozy. He who finds a Cleopatra. He who finds a he who finds a girlfriend. He who finds a he who finds a, a wife. For for him to find a wife means that he you can't have a wife without a husband let, let, let me just say this this is just a just a throwaway I, I'm not the smartest man honestly when it comes to being the sharpest knife in the, the drawer I'm more of a spoon this is this is what I realized it's like the lights went on this year Pastor Becky for me I love Leanne. I love my Leanne. I love my Leanne. She's beautiful. I love, she's, I look at, oh, you are so, she is so beautiful. Leanne loves me loving her beautifully. Huh. I realized I was like thinking, ah, put too much weight on over Christmas. 
doesn't interest me. It's not. I'm thinking if I go to the gym, that'll then. Let me just, guys, let me give you a clue. She doesn't care about pecs and biceps. Now they're a good little add-on. It's like, you know, alloy wheels on a car. It's whatever, whatever. But what every woman is looking for, what every wife is looking for, is a man who will beautifully love her. She wants to be beautifully loved. She wants to be cherished. She wants to be honored. That's what she loves the man that loves her. That's why it says you finds a wife, which means you got to be. So can I just tell you, as you go into 2022, be a husband. What I mean by that is be someone who, I can't, I meet these people who are single every year and it's like, and I'm like, what are you? Be. No, 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 Pastor, I've got a list and I can't wait for Vision Sunday and I'm presenting my list. And the list, they're like a, a, a 12 out of 10. And I'm looking and yeah, and you're a three and you're like a jack, what? You're not. I said, even if God was to send them, I'm going to stop. I'm going to intervene. I said, why would you waste it? No. If you worked on you, Anyway, so let me just say this. And we've got a, a response lounge and it says there's a ministry team and there's a whole lot of people that need ministry now because I just ruined things. But if your life's not right with Christ, come and get, go to the response lounge, get prayer. Don't cross over. Don't make this the last Wednesday and your life's out of alignment with Jesus. Get your life aligned with God. Get your life. We're going to give you a Bible, a following Jesus book. If you brought someone, take them in there. Let, let them get prayer. Let them, if you need ministry for anything, come down tonight, our ministry team. But can I tell you, I just, I just really feel strongly on that. The, the world is all about the external. It's all about the physical. It's all about the temporal. But I'm telling you what I discovered, what my, my wife, when she it just seems to be unmerited love, it's because I've been loving towards her. When I'm kindest to her, she seems to be most attracted to me. When I'm the most thoughtful, she is the most. I'm like, huh, man, it took me 29 years, Colin, to figure that out. I'm thinking she likes me because I'm cute. And you know what she said to me? She says, have you written, looked up the dic de dictionary definition of cute? Ugly, but interesting. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be cute anymore. You know, I'm just going to be overly kind. I'm going to be. Come on, lift your hands one more time to heaven. Father, I thank you for blessing. Thank you that we can have fun in the house of God. Father, I, I thank you. And, and here's what I also hear the Holy Spirit saying, is that there are people 2020, 2021, there was tension, fights, quarrels, you know, even some agree to disagree in your marriage. But 2022, I see the walls coming down. I, I see you meeting together, holding one another. I see love, the love tanks filling and an overflow and breakthrough and blessing in marriages. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.